Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig. I will be your host here at OTM, and we are about 24 hours removed from the first legendary pack drop for the Hollow Icon packs. And today we're just going to give you a brief update on everything that happened yesterday so that you are up to speed. I know that there was a lot going on, so we're going to break that down for you. And as always, here to break down everything related to the Hollow Icon pack drop, we have my co-host sporting his Tampa Bay Bucks jersey, Mr. Justin Herzig. Justin, how are we doing today? We're doing well. Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, I'm here in the Tampa St. Pete area. There's been a lot of buzz um, just outside. I've already seen a few boats with their uh, go by with the big Buccaneers flags. There seems to be a bit of a flotilla getting ready for the game, but a uh, little excitement. Um, but uh, obviously, most of our attention and thoughts are over the past 24 hours have been uh, around Top Shot and the uh, you know good, the bad, and what happened around this drop. Yeah, and I think that's really what we want to touch on and summarize today. There is obviously some controversy out there about how things went down, but we also think that there are some positives that came out of yesterday. So we will break that all down for you. First and foremost, if you are listening to the audio version of this podcast, I highly recommend going over and checking out our YouTube channel. We've been not only putting all of our podcasts into video format, but we also had a live stream that we did yesterday, had a bunch of folks on with us going through everything leading up to the pack drops, as well as a live sweat during the pack drops themselves. We've also got a ton of shorter instructional videos. So again, if you're listening to the audio version, that's great, but highly recommend checking out our YouTube as well. Yep, and I will say, like, we try to make sure that the material bring for these pods is great for people who aren't watching as well. Uh, but there are times that we do want to, we do screen share. Uh, we'll talk through a tweet. We'll show that tweet as well. Sometimes when we're doing the analysis, it helps to just have that visual angle. So we'll definitely continue to focus on, hey, if you're listening to the pod, you're going to be able to catch all the major things. But there's going to be a little uh, additional value if you have a chance to watch on YouTube or Twitch or one of the streams. Yep. And we are planning to continue doing what we did yesterday and having a live stream leading up to all of the big time rare and or legendary pack drops and common packs when we can, again, schedule permitting. So, okay, enough of that, Justin. Let's, you, you mentioned that, that there were some good, that there was some bad. Where, where do you want to start here in terms of breaking down for the people what happened yesterday yeah. with this pack and drop? And I mean, so for starters, and as you know, I hope everyone here kind of knows us and has watched us. Um, we are not affiliated at all with Top Shot. Um, we are fans of the product, fans of the site, fans of kind of uh, you know the whole market and really bullish. Uh, but we have no affiliation, and we really do want to be as genuine and true and honest with all of you. And I think hopefully for the ones who had a chance to watch that live stream uh, from yesterday you kind of saw in real time our true and kind of honest reactions. And uh, I mean, even TJ, I believe you, I don't know, you got one of the hollow packs, you opened it live on stream, but your emotions still felt far more uh, just kind of honest um, and kind of bittersweet, I would say, 
understanding what happened and how um, you know others were you know adversely impacted. Yeah, I was obviously personally excited to to get one of these packs. It's a big deal, but definitely didn't feel great about a kind of flaunting that in front of a group of people that that felt wrong, right? And that's just not not really something that that I was looking to do. But then also, I mean, for me right now, I'm much more focused on the big picture here and the overall direction of top shot and where we think that this can go long term more so than I am about any any of my personal pack drops. So pumped pumped to have it, but am also realizing that it's one of many, many more that we have to come. Yep. No, completely agree. And so, yeah, let's start off with the good because there were some good components of yesterday. Um, first one is really we saw 20,000 plus people accounts um, in line wanting, having a desire to pay $1,000 for these digital moments. Um, if you talk to anyone that is outside of this small bubble that we have, um, they will they would be shocked. They would probably not believe you. They would not understand. So just the idea that you had 20,000 people that were willing to spend that much, that's 20 million you know, theoretical dollars if everyone was able to buy it, that's insane. So that level of interest in the moments and the products in the pack, I think that's a positive. Um, so we've got that, go for it. Um, from what we have heard, and so this is where I will pull up, um, I'll pull up the tweet that we saw. So specifically from Roham, one of the co-founders um, of Dapper Labs. And so he said, summary statement on the Top Shop Hello Drop today, 25K people queued up for 2,331, $999 packs. 2,331 packs went to 2,331 accounts. So distribution was good, but due to a bug, many bypassed the queue. We're very sorry for people who waited but didn't get a pack. We will make it up for you. So a couple things that I want to break down. Uh, first off, so I, he said 25K people were actually queued up. So my 20K was actually lower um, from what he is going with. Um, that 2331 is about 300 less than the amount that we expected to be released. Uh, so we will say there's probably 300 that they kind of, once they realize there were some issues, pulled from being distributed. Uh, so we'll see how those get distributed in the future. Um, he's mentioning that according to their records, um, no one was able to get more than one pack. Um, these, you know, there are claims that this may not be 100% accurate and whether or not there was a technical on their side they're still looking in or whether or not the claims are inaccurate, I'm not sure. Um, there may be an outlier case or something or maybe those are photoshopped, who knows, but I'm willing to at least trust that, hey, you know, unless we hear anything else, that for the most part, you know, there was not people able to take advantage by getting multiple packs, um, able to, you know, similar to what we saw on the Thursday night um, drop a little while back where people just continued to hit by now. One person got 80 packs. Uh, so hopefully they solved that problem. Um, and the one other thing is that last line of we will make it up to you. Um, we'll see what that means. So obviously, you know, it's good that they acknowledge that there was a bu bug. It's great to see the condolences from a, you know, we're very sorry. There is an accepting of a level of responsibility here and we'll make it up to you. And I believe that we will make it up to you. That may not be hollow. I hope it's not hollow because we have seen in the past for the people who had issues, the cool cats challenge, the ones who had signed up, waited in line, ended up receiving a cool cats pack later on. 
So they have shown an inclination to make it up to people in similar situations. Uh, so we hope that they continue to find a way to make it right for everyone involved here. Um, even though, yes, if there were, you know, only 2,000 people got packs, that's 23,000 around that, um, you know, they would have to make it up to. So we shall see how they do that. Um, those are the good. TJ, before I go into kind of the, the other side of things, any thoughts there? I agree with you that it's continues to be a major sign of the potential here, just in terms of, like we said, 25,000 people willing to spend $1,000, which is certainly far from an insignificant number. So love to see that. And we're going to get into some of the the bad that went down. And, and there's certainly a lot of people that are unhappy today. But on the flip side of that, right, people, when people are this unhappy and this outraged, it's because they have a passion for the product. So I think that that also speaks to what we have here. We have people that have spent time on this platform, have enjoyed the product, and they, they want to get more involved. And so it's really upsetting to them when they feel like they are wronged. But I think that another somewhat, you know, <laughs> trying to find the silver lining here, right? Having so many people that are not only involved, but are also passionate about the product, I think speaks to the long term. If, if, if we can get these types of issues fixed in the future. And if, as Roham says here in his tweet, they are indeed able to, in some way, make it up to the people and make these people feel like, okay, yes, that was a poor experience, but I feel that Top Shot has my back and I trust that they are going to, to improve and make things up to me in the future. That to me is the key kind of pulse of the market that we should be tracking over the next couple of days. Yep. All right. So now let's jump into the, um, the not so good. So first one is, I saw some people um, kind of going with the idea that, hey, it was still random, even though it may not have had the optics of being random that, you know, 25,000 people tried to get it, 2,300 actually did, even though those people, you know, weren't in the line and they skipped the line, like theoretically, the result was still random. I don't know if I really buy that though. Um, A, was it actually random? I don't know. Uh, there's been some... Um, conversations. There's been some talk that a lot of the people, there might have been at least correlation, whether it's not causality, we don't know. But people who got that Friday late night were often the ones who ended up getting into the queue early on. Um, the three people that I know, and this is a very small sample size, I understand. But I guess without throwing anything out there, my general idea is that we just don't really know what that process was like. And until we get more transparency to understand what was the actual bug that allowed those people to get to the, you know, bypass that line, we understand what was it about those people, those computers, those accounts, et cetera. I think that form of information uh, is very helpful. And then why I also don't think like- Actually, I have one, one additional point on yeah, that. Go for it. If you don't mind. Sorry. Yeah, go for uh, it. No. Um, so I, I personally was also involved in the, the prior night's pack drop, but I did not get the immediate buy now button. And one of the things that I saw is that it may have had something to do with people that were involved in the previous night's pack drop and did not clear their cookies. 
And the reason that I did not get the buy now potentially is that I, I did at one point clear my cookies due to one of the something that we were doing on our YouTube content. So I, I don't know. To me, that's like, okay, maybe there is something there with the cookies thing, but completely agree with you. Would appreciate a little bit more transparency and detail about what went happened other than, you know, yes, there was a bug. What was this bug? The other is from a fairness standpoint, because a lot of people were like, hey, you know, it was still fair. And I think Roham even had a tweet that said, you know, if you were not in line at first, like 2300, everyone else, like you weren't going to get it anyway. So kind of even now, but the truth is, a little before, I mean, look here. So this is Usman, one of the community managers, posting in the announcements of the Discord, pretty much the most official way that they are having their communications, less than 10 minutes away, saying everyone who comes between 12 p.m. Pacific time and 12.15 Pacific time will have equal chances at this drop. We were on stream. I know a lot of people that were just like, hey, I see that. I don't need a rush to do it. The problem is, if you actually joined that line at 12.09, you had 0% chance of getting it. We saw on our stream that once it got to eight minutes, they jumped that clock from what was initially going to end at that 12.15 or 3.15 our time. It went to that 30 seconds, and then it was the 3.08, and that's when we all got in line. I believe what happened is the initial intent was everyone that gets in that time will have the same chance, and at 12.15, 3.15, everyone will then randomly get placed in a line. Once they realized that there was a bug and people were getting in early on, they had to pull an audible and say, uh-oh, we need to just get these people who are in the queue to have a chance. And so that's why they said, okay, go, go, go at 308, just push those people into the line. And that was mostly reactionary because they realized that others were already getting their packs, literally already opening them, showing, tweeting, putting in Discord what they were getting while others were still in this waiting line. So had you showed up in that second half at you know, 309 and past, you had 0% chance of getting a drop. And that is an issue here because communication, expectations, transparency, you have told us one thing, people are going by your word in the most official form of channel that you have, and then that's not the case at all. And so this is more than just a oh, it was still random because we have seen some people were significantly adversely affected. And I'm still not sure if, you know, if you did sign in at, you know, uh, the 1205, 1203, and you didn't hit right at the 12, did you then lose out on your chance of getting that accidental? Was there an advantage because you maybe got a drop last night and it had to do with the technical thing? We don't know, but we know that it was inequitable. And we need some form of an explanation, transparency, that this can't happen again. And we kind of talked about it that, you know, we get it. They continue to say, we're in beta. No, we're still testing. And we, we understand that. And I think a lot of people have heard that enough. And, you know, it's just a kind of accepted place that we're in right now. But you also have a decision that, you know, you put out two different back-to-back -back releases and back-to-back -back nights, had issues in one. The second one, I don't know. It sounded like it went pretty well, but then you made an immediate jump from a $9 to 100X that to $999. There was no middle ground, rare one in between. There was no other task and just assumed, you know, that we're going to get it right. And uh, the stakes are too high to just use that beta as an excuse. Um, so I think that's a big one there. And the last thing that I wanted to kind of think from a um, 
concern standpoint, I'll say, is the multiple accounts issue. So I think they, you know, Top Shot team has done a fantastic, made a great move in the past week of saying, hey, all these people, anyone who has more than one account, those need to be consolidated into one account. And I think you have about 30 days at the end of the month period. That I think is a positive um, and that will help to prevent people who may have been, you know, taking five different chances to get the, you know, the drop because they have five accounts and so forth. But I think there's another risk that we're probably, you know, is not being discussed, but I've just heard from people casually is what about the ones, you know, who got all your aunts, your uncles and so forth to sign up? Um, I don't think that's technically against the rules or anything. Um, but what about if it's just someone who, you know, how do we ensure that people for these drops aren't just getting all their family members, all these people, you know, whether it's a fake account or whatever, to sign up. And uh, I personally believe that a strong recommendation here um, is, hey, if you're getting your aunts, your uncles, your siblings, whatever it is to make an account, I don't think that's a problem. I think it's one person, one per account. Who knows? Maybe that person ends up becoming active, loves it. That's not an issue. I think the bigger issue is right now, the only thing stopping you, know, you from setting up an account is an email address. And so when someone signs up with an email address and they have the same ability now to enter one of these drawings, these random lottery style lines, whatever it is, without actually proving that that is a unique person, I think that becomes an issue. Yes, there is a rule against multi-accounting, but these can be throwaway accounts that 90% of the time aren't going to win the legendary. And when they do, how do we ensure that, you know, that's not something that's taken away from everyone else. And my recommendation is that KYC should be a prerequisite for all rare and legendary drops. Um, yes, it is a process that is challenging, but when you put it out there, A, from a deterrent standpoint, if people know they're not going to be able to enter one of these valuable drops until they prove that they are a unique person that's not already in, I think that's going to have a significant impact from a deterrent. From an actual solution standpoint, these accounts need to go through KYC anyways. This is already a requirement. All we're saying now is that there is a prioritization that before you enter one of these, you, um, you know, rare, legendary, common, let's allow the new people, the general to come in and have that good positive experience about a comeback. But for these more valuable ones, I think that KYC should be a requirement. I think you summarized all of that very nicely and completely agree that when you're talking about these legendary packs compared to the common pack, it's just a completely different ball game in terms of the stakes that are at play. Yes, when people did not get a $9 common pack, they're unhappy about it, but it is what it is, right? It's it's nine bucks. But when you're talking about $1,000 and potential expected values of 4,000, 4,500, as, as we calculated these legendary packs to be, you need to make sure that, that you have all of the back end stuff figured out, need to make sure that it is a fair process for the people. And you need to ensure that, that the people trust that what you say you are going to do is what is actually going to happen. So thank you for summarizing that for the people. We'll continue to track any of the word from the Top Shot team over the next couple of days to see if they give any more information about what went down. And as we hear things, we will, of course, continue to bring that message to everyone.
I mean, hey, so, end yeah. of day, end of day, happiness equals expectations minus reality. And people are not happy because their expectations were up here and that reality ended up being down here. Right. Um, and that gap is what is going to lead to some people tweeting, I'm done with Top Shot. Some people trying to sell their entire account. Some people just, you know, just the negative, negative remarks. And maybe, you know, hopefully Top Shot's not taking an approach of we're too big to fail because I can guarantee you that is not the case. We are nowhere near that. Each individual customer that is active right now is extremely valuable to the future, to the growth and to the sustainability of the ecosystem. And I think Topshot knows that and needs to continue to value um, the, you know, uh, the expectations, the equitability, just the um, everything for their current customers while still trying to, you know, manage. It's a difficult process, but you have to continue to, you know, sustain and build and treat the current customers well while still trying to build for that future growth. Yeah, anytime you're starting a new business or getting a new product out there, it is super important to make sure that you are taking care of the early adopters and being completely transparent with them and setting the appropriate expectations, as you just said. So with all of this in mind, right, what what do you see happening next? What do you think the long-term, if any, implications are of the events yesterday. Does this give you pause for concern in the long-term viability of this market and this particular product? Where, where, where do we go from here? Yeah, and it's something that I've been thinking about, I think, for the past 24 hours and talking to a few other people who are, um, you know, I'd say a bit more high volume, high activity in this space. Um, and I come from a technology background as well. And so when I think about this, kind of take a product versus technical view. And I tease this a little because I was still trying to kind of you know, iterate on what my thought process here was uh, on the show yesterday. But let's break down the product and the technical. So when I think product, I think what is the actual, what are we building? What is the um, customer actually experience? What is the business? What is the revenue generation? Like what is that actual product that we're going for? Uh, and then when I think technical, I also think about just fully implementation. I think about actually getting it done. Uh, from a product-wise, I couldn't be more bullish today. Um, and over the past few weeks, you know, I've obviously dove headfirst into this, and still to this day, I'm extremely bullish, and probably even more than I've ever been on the product, on the long-term viability, on the interest from what I've seen people when they, you know, first start playing with it to getting involved to getting hooked and so forth. So that, in my mind, still couldn't be stronger. Um, the other side of it though, is the actual implementation of the technical. And I think that's where I was willing to, uh, give a little more leeway early on. Um, but I think we're starting to see just a culmination of issues that need to be handled. Um, and I don't think we're at any point where, you know, that the technical issues of today are going to prevent this from being a long-term positive product, but it is definitely leading to some poor experiences early on that are going to that, you know, that are likely going to impact uh, that growth. And so when I think about like, yes, they keep, you know, saying that beta component, but I don't know many betas that are taking two and a half million dollars in a five, 10 minute period from customers, which is what they did in this past drop. Um, 
even the common ones, that's $200,000 of revenue right there. Uh, and the marketplace, if you take a look at all the sales and stuff, I think we're seeing that, what, there was around $40 million in marketplace sales. And so if you're saying there's another 5% there, so that's another couple million there that they're getting. They've got partnership with the NBA, Dr. Seuss, MMA, potentially others of these larger, uh, you know, um, these large sports. And that's a, you know, not many companies are able to say beta with those kind of revenue numbers, those kind of relationships. And so it's getting to a point where it's hard to kind of hide behind that beta lens when we need to really, um, you know, we need some level of accountability um, and continue to push for that transparency that we have seen in the past. Uh, I continue to think back to, okay, like, you know, I spent, I'm always thinking, like, what are some examples of where we've seen a great product, but the implementation, the technology um, really kind of let it to fail. And I think MySpace is a great example when you compare it to Facebook. Now, first off, MySpace sold for a ton of money. So the team there, you know, still is profitable. But if you compare it to what we have with Facebook, MySpace had a very similar product in the early days. Um, MySpace, you know, had took, you know, from beyond what we saw with Friendster, taking the idea of connecting with people, building a social marketplace, building a social community, marketplace and so forth. Um, but due to some technical implementation, some decisions, whether it was, you know, deciding, hey, we're going to put music and allow customizability. We're going to make it a bit more um, advertisement based early on rather than trying to um, gain revenue from a data generation standpoint. Whether it is, oh, we're going to prioritize small features like your top eight friends and stuff like there was a variety of roadmap um, technical and you know, implementation decisions that probably led to it losing its opportunity to be the social network of the future. Um, and I think right now Top Shot is in a place where they're still um, probably in, the, I think so at the bottom of the first inning with this situation. Um, and they've probably given up a few runs in the bottom of the first um, that they otherwise, you know, maybe there's some errors. They could have, uh, you know, turned that double play and kind of uh, made a bit more clean inning. Still a lot of the game left to go, but if you have a couple more innings like this where you just keep giving up those easy um, base hits, the airs, um, that's where I'm concerned. But end of the day, this is still a great team. This is still a great product. I'm still extremely bullish on everything, um, but we can't ignore what's happened um, you know, over the past. And it's more than just the 24 hours, but yeah, the past week or two. Yeah, uh, man, I really appreciate the way you've, broken everything down today. I can tell you've put a lot of thought into this um, and I'm with you. I'm with you. I am still very bullish on this product. I understand that it is in beta. I know that I've personally been pushing a bit of that message to the people of like, hey, this is a beta. Hey, this is beta. But I'm coming around to, to you know, okay, how many times is that an acceptable answer? And I think we're, we're getting to the point where it's like, okay, now that we've gotten this far, and we have seen a ton of improvement over the past week in the, the technical aspects, right? We've come from a place where people were able to buy multiple, 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 multiple packs, right? The one user getting 80, for example. We've gotten rid of some of those issues. We've like gotten shutting down even. Yeah, right. We've gotten away from the site being shut down. Like the, the it's technically working now in that they are able to have the actions occur without the system breaking. 
And now it's about, okay, let's make sure that we have all of the right flows in place so that the right user experience that is intended is happening. So it's promising to see that the tech is working. And now it's about, well, how can we make sure that the tech is working in the right way, intended way for that user experience for these various number of flows that happened. And like we said, we both work in tech in our real job. So we understand that things do happen and that there are complications, but I think we're at the point where the Top Shot team really needs to to think about what their next move is. And I think that whatever the next big pack drop is, is going to have to be pretty much a home run or else I think there's going to start to be, be major, major concerns. So right. let's have some rares in between. Yep. Let's have some, you know, let's work gradual. Um, we don't need to you know, continue that metaphor, swing for the home run when, uh, hey, if we know we can get some singles, let's turn those singles into doubles. Let's just keep pushing forward. Um, don't need that eight-point play. Yep. That was a football one I kind of jumped on. I mean, it's Super Bowl Sunday. So, all right, man. I think, we, I think we've talked through it all. We wanted this to be a quick one today. I know it's was a little bit of a different tone than our previous podcasts, but we felt that it was somewhat of our obligation to to give our just completely honest views of what's going on so that we can keep keep everyone up to date and hey, we we're we're just getting started. We're going to continue pumping out all of this content. We didn't get into any kind of strategy talk today, but we'll be jumping right back into those streets. We've got the Cool Cats Challenge that's going to be wrapping up within the next 24 hours. We've got the new Hollow Icon Challenge 1 that was announced as a part of this pack drop. Plenty more pack drops to come. As we said, our goal is to do a live stream for any future pack drops. So please keep an eye out for that. Justin, is there any final thoughts that you have for the people before you go see if your Bucks can win the Super Bowl here? Yeah, excited Super Bowl Sunday. Everyone enjoy it. Um, probably be, I don't know if we'll get this out today or tomorrow. So uh, afterwards, hopefully, uh, you know, I will have been celebrating today, uh, teasing the rest of the week. We still have a major, major guest coming on next week that I'm very excited about. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, that's good. All righty, my friend. Yes. Go ahead. Give us a follow on Twitter at own the moment NFT. We're going to keep you up to date on everything that is happening. Turn those Twitter notifications on. I know that there were a number of followers that benefited from our notifications during that middle of the night pack release. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review if you've enjoyed the show, if you've enjoyed our content so far. And again, if you have been listening strictly to the audio versions, go ahead and check out our YouTube channel. I know that we have five podcast episodes now, but we have many, many more videos on the YouTube channel, and we will continue to be bringing those to you on a daily basis. So with all of that said, for Justin, for Producer Coop, behind the scenes. I am TJ LASIK and we will talk to you guys next time.